want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. And thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and, you know, co-workers, wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts. Um, while you're sharing it, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where our show originates from, anywhere that you can give us a five-star rating would be appreciated. It helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you. And if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city you can interact with uh, fellow listeners you can interact with us you know what we just have a great time every week hanging out and being you know just the nerds that we are we all have a lot of fun we would love you to join us twitch.com forward slash geek in the city as always the podcast will always be free and let's get it started right now why, hello, and welcome to issue 690 of Geek in the City of Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Bina And I am your other, other host, Cable Hoshtag. Someday I will actually get used to saying my own name correctly, but today is not that day. Sure, that's fine. Don't Plus, I almost said plain and simple Garrick, because I watched <laughs> some DS9 this afternoon. There's also the fact that we are coming to you live Whoa, from the too. Guardian Games studio. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's enough of that. Man, that someday is not enough learn, of that. Someday, I, someday I'm going to learn how to edit those sound effect buttons, and then it's all. Oh I, shit! I want a show where we do we we have those. Like it, it's going to give me good old fashioned Tonight Show vibes. Do you like a morning zoo? Oh, so we can uh, we can introduce the guest by just saying their name, and then they come up on camera to applause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's the one with all the power here. Come on, clap with this. That's for our that's for our that's for our late late night show. That's right. I have to bring back uh, those sexies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whoop whoop! I never did to get to create one, did I? No, and Caitlin and I had wanted had really wanted to get you wanting to do something. What would he? What would he have been named? I don't know because remember they're always quasi they're always just a little bit racist but at yourself. <laughs> oh, yes. that's why we could never give you your late night insert name here. Sure. Same with you if you were to Right. Do, you know. Hmm. Only I can be racist racist at myself. That's right. Hence my nickname. Yeah. Mhm. Actually, no, that's the opposite. <laughs> right. I'm forcing other people to be racist yes, at, you are. at me, uh which uh I recall Greg Nimbler never never really was cool with that one. Well, we have a friend that still slips up and just calls you Feener. Only sometimes. I know. But it is funny. And and she's not doing it out of racism. No, no, she's, she's just, not. I think it's just a, one of those... Um, uh, what's the word? What's the word? When, what's the word? No, when, no, no, no. You, like, it's a... Where you use... Not the one where you use the wrong meaning for what you're trying to say. Uh, the one where you mix up your letters, or sometimes you drop word letters out of words. Dyslexic? No, no, no. That's for reading. It's, uh, it's this is specifically a, a like a voice virtual. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's very loud. That was. Um, I was like, who's opening a wrapper? No, there's a there's a word for when you're when for you when you're speaking and you and you have a tendency to like miss letters in words. 
I got, I got no, nothing. No. I don't remember. Yep. That's fine. Someone will figure it out for What's us. What's funny is this person is a linguist. <laughs> which is what makes it so very funny. And no, they don't mean it with any kind of malice or it's just. Yeah, it's just... I don't even think she knows she's doing it. No, that's it. That's what's funny. Well, anyway, what's on the show today? Hey! <laughs> uh, I thought this was going to go somewhere else. Guess not. Um, <laughs> Where did you want it to go? I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I don't know. It's been another one of those weeks, days, and I'm working really hard at being positive. Um, okay. okay. Uh, he is. We had a whole session before yeah, you got here. Yeah. Mm. I got to, I got to pay cable my deductible or something. Give him my copay. No, no. Like you give it right back to me. So it's fine. Like it's, it's, uh, uh like dueling therapy. Right. Right. And, and as we, as we all know, I'm the You're last fine. person who you should come to for that. We are all a little broken now. And you're fine. Some of us will blame our moms, others blame society. But when it all comes down to it, it's probably white supremacy. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah, that was great. Excellent. Oh, now, with the, get the applause in there. Hey. I like that. that was, <laughs> we, we need to, we need to well get done. that down for posterity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's all recorded. About, well, we mentioned Keelan really quick. I'm going to jump around and pop my head. Someone tweeted at the sh- myself and included the show a few days ago. They're like, you know, I really miss fun with race with you and Keelan. And I wrote back. I said, yeah, it was actually our choice to end it because it stopped being about people legitimately having questions about issues they were too embarrassed to ask and just became reasons for people to write really racist shit that they knew the answer to just to hear Keelan and I rant. And I was like, and that got old. Mm-hmm. Why do people always want the people on the radio to be angry? What is that? I don't know. I blame Rush Limbaugh for it. Well, sure, but but why do we like it? We as a as a as a culture, not the, the royal we. No, that's not it. I I don't know. Speaking of not being able to do words good today, words are good. <laughs> Tra la la. So yes, we're gonna talk about some trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the D and D movie. I want to see it again. So um, if you guys want to go, uh, I'm a little it. jealous that you've seen it. Uh, I also want to see it. Same, well, same. Uh, and then we're going to get two episodes of Avatar, right? Episodes three and four? Episodes three and four. Correct. Four, uh, episode four being one of my favorites I, so far. Yes. Yes, yeah. We'll get into that. Right. Good stuff. I feel like we have a lot going on, so what should we jump right into? You guys want to do trailers? You want to do... Yeah, let's talk about trailers, because I, I, I presume we've all watch the ones that we were going to talk about. Yes. Yes. I did the homework, you guys. I did Yay! all of the homework. You're a real boy. Woo. Um, whoa. Is that me? Yes. Whoa. Feedback. Speaking of you're a real boy, you know that Pinocchio doesn't actually become a real boy in the original show? In the original story? Story, story yeah. I did not know that. He also gets hung, which is really dark. What did he do? And he kills Jiminy Cricket within like the first two paragraphs of meeting him. That one makes sense. Yeah. That yeah, um, I don't know. It just does those those those. They they're all very dark. Yep. Uh, anyway, how did? Oh, blue. I'm a, I'm a, okay. I'm a yeah. Blue beetle. Yeah. Let's do blue beetle. Let's do blue beetle because I fuck man. That was an amazing trailer. It was so much fun. Um, this was the movie that I was worried was going to be put on the chopping block when, uh. Warner Brothers hired James Gunn to uh, pretty much show run 
the rest of the DCEU. I would agree. I had similar thoughts. And yeah. and I like so much of what's come before. Like I don't miss anything that Snyder has done. I'm not a Snyder stan. I'm never going to be a Snyder stan. No. Um, I don't want to get in fights about it on the internet because I don't fucking care. Um, so tweet at me all you like. I'm not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't at me, bro. I was going to say something else, but I actually know a few people relatively close to me that believe that the Snyder cut of the Justice League is, quote, true art. At first, I thought it was a bit, and I was like, oh, you don't think this is a bit. Oh, you, no. Yeah. It's, you believe that. It's it's too long yeah. still. Um and bad. That's, so that's worse than the guy I overheard at the dog park talking about how the the Northman was the best movie all year, if not ever. Now I'm not going to remember correctly, but it was one of those two. Well, neither of those things are true. So well, I know it yeah, wasn't even yeah. the best movie that week. I don't know what came out that week. <laughs> it it might have been the best movie that week. <laughs> I don't think it was the. It was like the second best movie that month. And maybe in the top 10 for that quarter. It was the best movie that clearly had the story that in real life inspired Hamlet. Yep. Mm. So not sure. the yep. best adaptation of Hamlet that's not Hamlet. It, because it, as we all know, that's Strange Brew. <laughs> I don't, I don't Followed think by was, The Lion King. <laughs> yep. I don't think that that was even the best movie with the Skarsgård in it that year. <laughs> no. No, because there's a Berserk. No, uh, Barbarian. Does that have a Skarsgård too? Yep. Yeah. Man. That's got the creepy Skarsgård, the one that plays It. Oh, yeah. He's the bad guy in John Wick 4. Yeah. Spoilers. He's in the trailer. He's in the trailer. <clears throat> and boy, in that movie, does he have a punchable face. I know the Skarsgårds are all, like, attractive in their own way. I have never wanted to just walk up and punch. Just slime. And it, I See, mean, I normally don't with that kid because i like what he I does and he's really good um so that'll be great like oh, oh it's mm. I, I love it when actors that i like play characters that are atrocious because it's like man you are really fucking good at your job it, it because adds, i hate your character it adds and then we'll get back it adds in john wick he is doing i think in just just barely not over the line french accent like he walks right up to the parody line and goes eat and stops. It it's makes like, him so extra punchy. Just just across this line is Pepe Le Pew. I'm yeah. going to stay right here. He hovers around Inspector Clouseau territory. Like a, by way of like an aristocrat. Oh, okay. oh so punchable. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the person that I'm looking forward to seeing in that is Rina Sawayama. She's pretty cool. I, I've been listening to her music for the past couple of years. She's great. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, what do you mean she's an assassin in John Wick for? Oh, yay. <laughs> and we and will then, have to talk about movie too when you guys see it. Oh, yeah. Mm. I have thoughts about it also. Yeah. But... Cool. I'll oh, get yeah. around to it. I'm, I, I, I have pretty much given uh, Merrick first pass of like, go, like, you go see that when you want to go see it. If we get to see it together, great. It, it's the, one of us needs to stay home with the dog. Right. Because she's still weirded out about the dead cat. Right. <laughs> Which is fine. We all are. But, you know. She, we but can't she has, like. We can't she, explain she, it to yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Anyway, Jaime Reyes. Fuck me. I. So I loved Jaime's run in the comics pre New Fifty Two. I hate the New Fifty Two version of it, but pre that, well, and post that, he's kind of back to what you like. Okay, good. Yeah, that's good to know because that that comic run, like I had such love for Ted Cord. Yeah, that's the John Rogers run, right? Yeah, yeah. back in the eighties. No, no. Uh, Oh, oh, you mean the, the Jaime? Yeah, the Jaime. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, so when Jaime came on the scene, I'm like, I, I love this character. I love this so much. And in that, in that clip, it's like that's that's everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. That was everything. Um, it looks like the character. Mm-hmm. The family feels like the Reyes family. <laughs> I cannot get over George Lopez's epic Mexican mullet. Holy shit! <laughs> right? Every... I make this generalization a lot. I have yet to be proven wrong. Almost every Mexican-American family, family I've ever known, there is a dude somewhere in the family that has that mullet and wears it to this day. <laughs> I am. I have told my sister now that when my time comes, I will assume that role. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very well. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and for folks who don't know, like the Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle is essentially DC back in the day realizing we don't have a Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need a Peter Parker. Terry McGinnis was close, but he was never until recently in DC continuity. He was Batman Beyond, the TV show. Uh, and in fact, I'd argue it worked so well because it was Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, uh, someone just posted a picture of both in costume, but Jaime and Miles Morales like fist bumping each other. It's like, man, I watched that crossover in a minute. I would too. <clears throat> oh yeah, there you go. Gutter Bruja says that uh, he 100% looks like her Tio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm nope. sure I've got a couple Tios who look like that. Yeah, you do. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen most of them, though. Um, <laughs> so as someone who really doesn't know a ton about Blue Beetle, I think my only real exposure was was it young justice was he in young justice so yes. late, yes. in a later season yes. yep. okay yeah. that's the most blue beetle i've ever had uh, in my life but it looks like a lot of fun if i remember correctly the the scarab is it's got a mind of its own mm-hmm. so the character of blue beetle is like somewhere between spider-man and spawn I can see that, sure. And right? that and that, okay. the, and that the scarab yep. will do whatever it wants to protect the host and itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It it made me chuckle. Uh, some pretty cool effects. I think it looks great. And I love the final shot in the trailer. The suit says, like, you can create anything you imagine. Mm. And he makes... Cloud's sword from Final Fantasy. Is that what mm-hmm. it was? Yeah, it's Cloud's yep. sword, and the suit goes excellent choice. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's Cloud's sword. I guess that explains why he whips it around in, in that in that particular. Does manner. the full thing? Hell yeah, it's great. Um. So yeah, Cable. Yeah. In case you're wondering, a post in fifty two is a Blue Beetle. I think the arc is called Graduation Day. Mm-hmm. It's written by uh, Josh Trujillo, and uh, art by Adrian Gutierrez. So they got a couple of brown folks working on it. Which good. Always helps. Yep. Yes. Uh, it's really good. That was the other th- thought that I had while watching the 
trailer. I was like, okay, now it's brown people's turn to get a, you know, mm-hmm. get a superhero thing. And I'm like, oh, don't fuck it up. Don't you fuck it up. As it is, I don't care for George Lopez. I know. I think he makes us look bad. He, he doesn't help. Um, but look, there's only so many of us that get to, can play older dads in these movies. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's either him or John Leguizamo. Like, that's, that's it. So the, in a comedic role. Otherwise, you go for Lou Diamond Phillips, who's also, he's not Mexican-American, he's Filipino. Or the guy um, from Alphas. Or the guy from Alphas. Who but, gets too much work compared to everybody else. That's so. true. But with John, but you can get Lou Diamond Phillips to do that, but he's got to be serious dad. Mm-hmm. If you want wacky Mexican dad, you get George Lopez or you get John Leguizamo. Like, so it is written, so shall it be done. That's, yep. that's I was the, just about to. I was just about to shout, what about Edward James Almost? He's too old. And he's serious. He's serious grandpa now. That's yes, serious that, grandpa. He's very serious grandpa. <laughs> I have to save this poopy. <laughs> to save these kids. Um, I I did appreciate. Like I knew that the the director was Latino, but like not. If I hadn't known that, watching this trailer, I would have gone. Mm, the people that made this film are not white people. Yeah, there's it enough. It has that feeling. There's enough in that trailer. There's just little tiny things that happen when you're like, yeah, if you grew up in a white house, you don't. In the white house, like, you don't. You, you don't get that little subtle. You, there's just little things in the background. You're like, yeah. Yeah. You know. it, it, I mean, down to just the, all the families there. Well, shit, Harvey yeah. Guillen is in it. Yes, he is. Well, now I'm absolutely going to watch uh, If there's a scene in the kitchen where we see all the pots and pans kept in the oven, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's the it's the 47 country crock and sour cream containers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want they there to be a bit. They do not have sour cream or country crock. No, in no, no, no. I want there to be a bit the when Heidi like, opens the fridge and says, like, Bob, where are the leftovers? She's like, in the thing. He pulls out one country crock. No, the other thing. The The, the thing. No, no, you know the, you know, Sarai, Sarai, Make. The margarine? No! Because you know, that's the old part. Oh, Parquet, that's it. Parquet. parquet. <laughs> Why did I say Parquet? Is that the one that talked? Yes. yes. Parquet. Butter. butter. You're not butter. Butter. Boy, that's a like, really creamy thing. Yeah. You are butter. We're even That's 80s. Is it? No, I remember it. It's 90s. It went I mean, into it the 90s. It, it started 90s. in the 80s. Yeah. Folded up stack of paper bags under the counter. What's wrong with that? They're perfectly good bags. Where are you supposed to keep your paper bags? Where do they go? <laughs> you just throw away your paper bags? And back when it was plastic bags, you just hung one on the door handle and shoved the rest in it. Yeah. Oh, and then those are your garbage bags. Yeah. Yeah. So your statement about... <laughs> Free garbage bags. They, they can't screw this up. They don't want to screw this up. That Like on uh, that other podcast that I listened to with... Asian people talking about that. <laughs> they refer to that as uh, when you go in to see a movie or a thing where it's going to be representative of your entire monolith of a culture, which cultures aren't monoliths. Right. But that's how that's how you get lumped in. It's like, oh, okay, you get the rep sweats. <laughs> because you just sit there sweating the whole time. It's like, how? oh, God, how's this going to do? What's the representation going to be like? Oh, no, nope, nope. It went sideways. Oh, God, yeah. no. Oh, no. Like I said, I don't like George Lopez. So yeah, yeah. Like I was, I I understood it because I sat through all of Shang Chi having the rep sweats. Like, <laughs> where is this right. gonna fuck up? Right. Is it gonna and now fuck it's, up? And now it's our turn. Yep. Yeah, it's our turn. Uh, I'm looking forward to Susan Sarandon being the bad guy. 
Yeah, she's I think cool. he's a good bad guy. She yeah, would be, I think yeah. it's going to be interesting. Also, you know, I mean, ladies ruined, can be villains too. I mean, she was a villain of 2016. <laughs> what? What happened in 2016? Oh, she was really much like if you vote for Hillary, you're voting to end the world. She's a war hawk. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Oh, did I ruin that? Sorry, everybody. That's fine. I mean, it's okay. I don't care about Susan Sarandon. I don't either. Um, what else was the guy who's playing Jaime Reyes? What else has he been in that I recognize him from? Oh, he's Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Shola, oh, he's from Cobra Kai? Yeah. Mariduena? Yeah. He's, Mariduena. he's the... I don't want to say he's the new Ralph Macchio because the dynamics of that show have really changed. But he is, he is the next, and he is the other karate protege. I I still need to watch that show. Um, It's fucking good, man. Yeah, really is. Uh, I feel like that is one of those things where it is not just cashing on in on nostalgia. It Mm -mm. took it and changed the narrative, Um, and the the whole concept of. It's Johnny's story, to a degree. It helps a lot. It acknowledges. Sorry, we're gonna. It acknowledges the fact that the thing that makes Daniel a star, and in the show, the lead, the owner of the biggest West Coast auto dealership, Mm -hmm. that everyone forgets, is that at the end of Karate Kid, he cheated. You're not allowed to hit the head. Mm. He won by cheating. And that's kind of where this comes from. The guy who played um, the bad guy, um, the blonde kid, because yeah, he, he's yeah. the writer of it. Yeah, started, Billy Zapka. Yeah, he's always been like he didn't. He didn't mean it seriously, but when like people would meet him at conventions, they're like, "Like you, you got screwed. Like Daniel cheated. He kicked you in the head. That should have disqualified him." He's like, "I know." <laughs> he's like, "They're like he's the villain." He's like, and he used to laugh it off. And I think kind of one day he was like. Let me extrapolate that because he's been behind the scenes in Hollywood for a while. Like mm-hmm. he never stopped he, writing, producing stuff like that. He, mm-hmm. Okay, back to Blue Beetle. Sorry, back to Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean th- that was tangentially related. Yes. You asked where he was yes. from, so I, I yeah. This already looks and feels like the the comic book character that I saw. I'm excited to see this representation on the big screen. Um, Curious, she's playing Victoria Cord, not Ted Cord. Oh. Yeah. There is a rumor that we may see at some point uh, at least a hint that Booster Gold has visited this timeline. Okay. You know, okay, it's fine. Versus, uh... Booster Gold is, he's a quote superhero. His powers really only come from tech. And from the fact that he's from the future. So stolen he, tech. Stolen tech. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, he's a turd. He's like a jock that gets stolen tech. So as he's, a superhero, he gets sponsorships and, like, covers his uniform and, like, you know, goldenpalace.com, like that kind of shit. He's Al Bundy. <laughs> his glory days were in high school he, when he was the captain of the football team. And now he works as a janitor at the Flash Museum. Yeah. That goes back in time. Yeah, he steals a suit that gives him strength. He steals a, a Legion of Superheroes flight ring. And a robot. And a tiny robot mm. that tells him it, it's his sports almanac from yeah. Back to the Future yeah, in exactly. robot form. And he comes back to like strike up business deals mm-hmm. 
so that he can like have patches all over his uniform that says who he's sponsored by yeah. and be famous and be rich as a superhero. Yeah. Anyway, in the comics, he befriends the other Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, and they they just have wacky adventures together. They became known as the Blue and the Gold, and it's... And their friendship was epic. Ted Cord yeah. was the second Blue Beetle? Yes, he was. Yes. Not to be confused with who he's based on, which is the character from Nevermind. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'm not going to So do then that. who was the first Blue Beetle? No, nah, I'm not going into Dan it. Dan Garrett. Da- yeah. So Dan Garrett is the first. Well, I, I am because it That's is. That's fine. No, I get it. So Dan I'm Garrett I'm just trying to avoid was, the Watchmen stuff. Yeah. That is a, yeah I'm, I'm, we're not going to go there. Yeah. Um, so there was a superhero character named Blue Beetle in the 40s mm-hmm. named Dan Garrett. He had a magical blue scarab that gave him superpowers. And he ran around in a blue suit with a, a red domino mask. And and then in the 80s, they made Ted Cord. And Ted Cord was um, designed to be like... Ted Cord is Bruce Wayne with a sense of humor. <laughs> um, because he has all the same tech, all the same gadgets, the same drive to, to you know, f- fight evil and run around in a costume... But he's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he's smart, Al. He makes jokes at his uh, at at his villains' expense. He was the godson to Dan Garrett. Dan Garrett died, and that's when uh, um, Ted found out he was the Blue Beetle. And Dan bequeathed him the magic scarab. The magic scarab never did anything for Ted. It didn't give him powers. It didn't. Nothing. He So he just took on that identity. He took on the identity and said, fine, I can do it with tech. And he was great. Um, it was one of my favorite comics to read in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like, I loved the Ted Cord's Blue Beetle. So when it fell to Jaime to be the third Blue Beetle, I'm like, okay, kid, you've got a lot to do. And he jumped over the moon. I think literally. <laughs> um it is far, like he I'm like oh okay I love Ted but Jaime is the Blue Beetle. Mm. Jaime gets the Scarab, and the Scarab fully awakens. It never awakened for Dan Garrett. It's just proximity gave him powers. But this the one that or when Jaime finds it, it fully awakens, and that's what we see is that it takes him on as a host. Right. Um, it's an anti um, Green Lantern weapon. Okay. Are they howling? Is that what's going on? Yeah, but no. I'm also I <laughs> I'm scrolling on Twitter to see people's take on Blue Beetle, and I totally forgot about this moment during, like the Rage of the Red Lanterns arc, mm. when the like sexy Red Lantern that had like the wings and the skimpy bodysuit and everything. Oh yeah, her. Yeah. When she pins Jaime Reyes down as the Blue Beetle, and she's all like, well, I will that. But, you know, she's hot looking. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the Scarab just, <laughs> she's like, who are you working with, kid? The Scarab responds, detecting melabotic heart rate and physical changes within host. He's like, whoa, 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 I'm not being turned on. And the and the Red Lantern books, it goes, oh, what did you just say to me? Because, <laughs> you know, he's like 16. Yeah. And it's this like creepy goth chick in a skin tight red uniform with fire wings. Yep. It's a type. Oh, 
I also noticed in the trailer something that I definitely wanted to bring up with you, especially because we had just talked about this. Mm-hmm. At the end of the trailer, they show a couple, I believe, three different Blue Beetle covers, and they're like, go to your comic book store today and learn more. I know. It's about time they're starting to fucking figure this out. Because you were saying that uh, uh, D&D Beyond has all of that, like, as soon as you log in or as soon as you go to that URL, it's like, would you like to learn D&D? We've got this movie coming out. It, You know, they're they're very definitely trying to draw attention of and cater to people who are suddenly interested. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and also say what you will about Hasbro, but all the current Honor Among Thieves action figures and toys you can buy right now in, like, all the big box stores, they have a QR code on the back. It says, did you like the movie? Would you like to know more? You scan that QR code, it takes you right to D&D Beyond. To like Finally, the, one, the future like, I was promised. The 101, like, here's how you play D&D. Like, here you go. Here's how you play it. Fantastic. Yeah. That's brilliant. <clears throat> anyway, I, I'm super pumped for this. And it comes out... Uh, August 18th. Yeah, nice. we got yeah, a yeah, few yeah. months to wait. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, we spent a long time on that. All right, well, I think that's the real big that's one. The, like, that's the big one. There's been a bunch of others. Like, go go watch. Like, there's the Barbie one. There's the. Uh... I can't wait for Barbie. Oh yeah, it's I. I, I have my issues with Greta Gerwig, but bananas. I can't wait for Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's the uh, Spider-Man across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, when does Barbie come out? Like uh... June. Only in theory years, July. 21st. Okay. So, and that, even though it's probably a lot of cameos, that cast is massive. Yep. Yeah. Spider Verse is June 2nd. <clears throat> so, it's got also, a lot of people I would definitely leave my house to go see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and is every male in the Barbie movie Ken? Yes. Just like every woman is Barbie. I yes. love that. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Which is weird because um, so there is it. a point where they like rather than just making a bunch of different looking Barbies and Kens, they start giving them their own names. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they did. Yes. Um, what was her cousin, Kendra? Uh, yes, I think so. There was yeah. a Kendra doll. Kendra. There was her um, baby sister, Skipper. Skipper. That's right. Skipper. Skipper. Um, I remember I had one. Her name was like Tiffany. Uh, well, because it was the closest thing to like a brown girl. She had a tan and brown hair, but she had like either like green or light blue eyes. And, like right. that was the closest. Yeah, them colonizer. When eyes. I was a Barbie of Barbie having age. Of <laughs> Barbie having age. Yes. Okay. Uh, when I was a Barbie having age, uh, trademark. Um, that was the closest I could get to a Barbie that looked like me. That's fair. Uh, yeah, got a Rosa, except for Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah is somebody different. There's a bunch of yeah, but um, mm-hmm. no, I'm pumped for that. Oh, I think Barbie has fun. a whole name, she's got a whole last name. Did you know that? I did not. Barbie Millicent Roberts. Side note, I love the name Millicent. That's a cool name. It's, I I love it. I don't it's, know where it's, it's called. I just from. a Maleficent. But. I don't know how I feel about that because my mother's name is Barbara Roberts. Really? Is your mom Barbie? No, no, she's not. <laughs> yeah, they've all got last names. That's so weird. Ken Carson? Ken Carson. That, doesn't he, doesn't he yeah. look like a Ken Carson? Mm, yeah. Yes, he does. That tracks. Um, uh, there was the Secret Invasion trailer for Disney Plus. Yes. 
I mean, I don't have a ton of thoughts on that one. It looks cool. I mean, you know, it's going to be loosely bent based on the the Bendis. Was it Yun that was the artist for the initial? Lady Francis Yu? Yeah. Is that the artist on the initial, like, Secret Invasion that then ran into that became Dark Reign? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like, it'll be it'll be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm glad for the addition of uh, Olivia Coleman and Amelia Clark to the MCU because I like both of those actors. They're yes. great. Um, I, I think the MCU is just slowly absorbing all of the Game of Thrones actors. <laughs> so that's funny. Like the Eternals had two of them. Mm-hmm. It had two of the Starks. Yeah. It had Rob Stark and Jon Snow. Oh, yep. That's right. It did. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Both kinds. Country and Western. Name brand and store bought. Oh. <laughs> I know because one's a legitimate Ooh, son and the other one's a bastard. Wow. Oh. <laughs> that's I don't even know what to do with that. That's a that's a hell of a thing. You're welcome. It okay, is also gonna thanks. have Ben Mendelssohn, and he's become one of those actors that whenever I see him, I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah, him he, and Mads is it Mads um Mads Mickelson. Mickelson. I'm always like, I'm gonna like this. Even if the yep. movie's not good. When you're on screen, I'm going to be like, cool. Yep. Um, <laughs> I still love that part. It's a weird thing to love, but in Star Wars, in Rogue One, mm-hmm. when uh, the, the wife comes out of hiding or whatever, and she's like, as slaves, and he's like, as guests to <laughs> the Empire. <laughs> the way he says it is so good. <laughs> um well, do you, yeah. should we take a break and then you come back and tell us a little bit about D&D and then we'll uh, talk about Avatar? Uh, yeah, that works. Oh, that means I got to get, I got to get stuff going here. Yeah, we will be after these messages. Ruff. We'll be right back. This is a perfect time to talk about our sponsors. Uh, first up, Revnat of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. You've got to, you've got to, you want to check out He's got, you know, tap room. Tap room's back. Woo! Doing commercials early in the morning is rough before coffee. Anyway, um, Revnet has lamented the loss of his tap room for a long time where people can hang out and enjoy his ciders and just, you know, talk and, you know, meet other people, have a good time. Well, the tap room is back in an all new and even better location. They're at 2425 Southeast place portland it's one of those kind of weird next to the avenues basically just go to division and 35th you'll you'll find them um they're right behind uh the uh, restaurant cibu c-i-b-o and there's some food carts allowed or some food carts attached to it uh, so you can bring food in um like the the seating area proper you are allowed to bring in minors but you are not allowed to have them in like the bar area um there's plenty of room though um, plenty of room to check out and enjoy. So yeah, he's got the tap room. It's back. 35th and division, Southeast 35th and division. Um, amazingly, I haven't made it there yet. I got to get there soon. Then I will report on how awesome it looks, but I'm sure it does. So yeah, uh, when you are checking out the tap room, say, Hey, I heard about the new spot because of geek in the city radio. That would be fantastic. Just like it's fantastic when you tell our other sponsor, Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon, that you also heard about them on Geek in the City Radio. That really means a lot. You know, even if you don't pick something up, it, it lets it lets the store and the owners know that teaming up with us is a good idea. 
Um, normally I'd highlight, you know, stuff that got going on, like new things, or whatever. But today is officially first contact day. <laughs> and this is the perfect time to tell you that there are, there is a fantastic Star Trek RPG called Star Trek Adventures put out by Modifius. Um, you can pretty much play any era. I know the Discovery Sourcebook came out uh, about six months ago, uh, pre-TOS Discovery. I don't know if they made an addendum to when it jumps to the 30, 30th century or, or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, you can play any era, you know, of Star Trek. So, Star Trek. Uh, you know, if you want to surround yourself with, you know, uh, you know, be on the Voyager or on DS9 or TOS era, it's got you covered. There's even a separate core book all about the Klingon Empire. You can do Klingon-only focused adventures. Anyway, it's a really cool game. Uh, if, if RPGs aren't your thing, you know, there's Star Trek Attack Wing, which is the miniatures-based combat game. Uh, there's Star Trek Ascension, I believe, which is a very large, like, weekend-long board game with a bunch of expansions. Um, anyway, it, it fights to say that finally, after so many years, Star Trek has finally, within the past few years, gotten some pretty decent games. And they're all at Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in po- Portland, Oregon. And when you're there... Thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio, which we're going to get back to right now. We have returned. I hope you enjoyed those lovely commercials from our sponsors. It helps out a lot if you tell them that you heard their commercial here. So you should do that. Do it. All right. Let's roll right into it. So, yeah. Last... Tell us about D&D. <laughs> it's D&D. I, I like that you use the... Un... Uh, maybe unintended pun of roll into I, it. It very much was an unintended okay. pun. Um, so yeah, we got to. See, I got to see it on Saturday, Saturday morning. <coughs> My gosh, I'm sorry. So like, I'm not going to get into the whole plot. Like, there's there's no point of that part. Like, it's they say it in the trailer. We stole something very bad for somebody even worse, and now we have to make up for it. Mm. Um, you can tell in the trailer they stole something that the Red Wizards of Thay are going to use to take over the world. Like, it's it's classic, epic D&D fair. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a BBEG. Yeah, totally. Um, this movie is really about the relationships of, of the characters, which is, you know, very much how, you know, like a good D&D session, the table goes. You know, mm-hmm. you have fighting and puzzles and all that stuff. But in the end, it ends up being how the characters and players interact with each other and interact with the story. Um, everyone kind of has, you know, their own background and, and where they came from. Some are given more. So like, you know, Chris Pine's character and Michelle Rodriguez's character are given a bit more to work with because they are the two leads. Like that, that's them. Sure. Um, I should bring up the IMDb just so I, uh, get names correct. <clears throat> I apologize. One of the Smiths is in it. Justice. Justice. Smith. Justice yeah. is no relation to the Smiths. I thought he was. No. Oh, okay. That's fine. My bad then. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he plays Simon. He is the sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jean Page is Zenic. He is the paladin. Uh, Sophie Lillis is Doric, the, the druid. Chris Pine, Chris Pine it's, not a, it's not said that he's a bard. It's just taken as he's a bard. He's a bard. Yeah, he's a bard. Also, he plays a bard. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez plays Holga, a dwarven berserker. Uh, which is great. Uh, and then Hugh Grant is forged their, quote, con man. He's the rogue. He's the rogue, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, the first 
half hour of the movie is like is getting the band together. Like the bad thing has already happened. Um and 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 Chris Pine as Edgen and Michelle Rodriguez as Holga are now paying the price for what? Is it so we don't get the classic uh, we all met at the tavern? No, you don't actually. <laughs> uh, it's kind of great. You enter, you meet the first you miss you meet Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez in prison because the heist has already gone wrong. The one that led to the <laughs> big bad. Um, Excellent. And, and then there's shenanigans. They get out of the prison. Um. They realize that the only way to fix the world, and you find out later, uh, Chris Pine's character has a daughter named Kira. He, he he needs to go find her. He's been in prison for two years. He wants to find his daughter. He goes home, finds out his daughter is gone, and has been basically adopted by Forge, Hugh Grant's con man character. Um, you probably get the idea of this from watching the trailers. Hugh Grant's character is not necessarily on their side. Uh, he's con man. Never trust a con man. I mean, that's, it's not like they're trying to like, they're not trying to pull off any like twists and turns. Like you see it coming, but that's fine. It serves the story. And, and that's very much it. The characters always. Simon, the sorcerer, he's not good at magic. He has no self-confidence. So he's not good at magic. And sorcerers, it comes from their, their charisma, their bloodline. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that I found incredibly helpful, and I feel like fantasy movies do this all the time, or don't do this. The first D&D movie didn't do this. The game of Dungeons and Dragons, um, oh, why is one of the streams having connection issues? Sorry, we'll keep going here. Anyway, um, we're still. We're still going. We're still recording. Okay. So we saw, uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. I don't want to mess with it and lose it. Right. So one of the, the things about D&D as a, as a game and mm-hmm. also as like a setting is that it's a magical world. It's not a, oh, I have heard legends of someone who can cast these spells. Like, no, like everyone fucking knows. Yeah. It's a magic rich world. Now there may be some things that are rare to the average person, but there's no point. So when someone mentions like, so there's a time when like a spell gets cast and a couple of the characters go, oh crap, it's time, time stop. Ah! It's not, it's like, yeah, everyone would know what that spell looks like. They've sure. seen it or they've read about it mm-hmm. and crap, it's bad. It stops you from doing shit while the person you cast it can keep doing shit. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Um, there's no mention of, you know, there's no hinting of like, oh man, the there's a mention of like Mordenkainen, Mordenkainen, and it's not like where have I heard that name? Well, everyone knows that name. He's the most one of the most legendary wizards from Waterdeep. They mentioned Waterdeep. It's not. It's not like things are. It, it would be like me saying like, oh yeah, I know that one wizard. He lives in San Francisco. I mean, that's that, that's how it's treated. So they very much acknowledge the world within which they live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Good. not to say there's not a sense of awe when you watch it, but that goes a long way in that people aren't like, oh, what could that be? Like, not everyone well, knows and that's, what it is. And that's how it should be. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's how it is played. No yeah. one's, like, surprised when someone can do a spell. Yeah, when they like when they see a certain item, they go, oh, crap, that sucks. When they see a displacer beast, they're like, oh, crap, displacer beast. <laughs> this sucks. They see a gelatinous cube, and they're like, oh, shit, shit. don't go in there. Um, <laughs> and it's really great. 
the movie will slow down sometimes when they feel the need to give you a little bit of exposition because you do need it from time to time. If only they reminded of why do we not like these bad guys? Why do we, why does so-and-so need to have a redemption for this? And it does slow it down, but it jumps like right into like action sequence to action sequence. Huh. <clears throat> it's shot very well. So you never lose track of what's going on. Um, something else I really appreciate. And this rarely happens in these kinds of films and not just fantasy, but action films, sci-fi films, the two main characters, Chris Pine as Edgen and Michelle Rodriguez as Holga. Um, they love each other. It is not romantic. It is platonic. They mm-hmm. have been fighting alongside each other, getting into misadventures for most of their adult lives. Huh. So much so that when it's hinted that, so I don't want to give I don't want to give certain things away, but it's very much like we're a family, but we're not romantically linked. Sure. And when a choice has to be made, we're going to choose family. Because this is just what's right. Right. This has been us. Cool. Um, and it's really good. Every character, every actor is fantastic. They all have their moments. Um, and I think I joke in my little meeting review, Chris Pine has the rest. Um, for everyone having one great moment, he has like five. Oh. And he's also the lead, so it makes sense. I, uh, go ahead. It, it's funny to me that like, That, like, I have a coworker that talks about the exhaustion of the Chris's. Where it's like, oh, it's another movie with one of the Chris's in it. So it's like, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I get that. But I only get that when it's in reference to Chris Pratt, because I'm done with Chris sure. Pratt. Um, he, he He's the Chris that I'm like, oh, God, it's another movie with Chris Pratt in it. I never feel that way about Chris Evans. You can give me more movies with Chris Evans. Um and I will go out of my way to watch movies with Chris Pine. And that is solely based on the, his performance from the 2009 Star Trek. He was my complete unknown. I knew nothing about him when Star Trek came out. I knew everybody else in the movie. Yeah. So he was my complete unknown. And as soon as he comes on screen and he has all of the charisma that he needs to play Captain Kirk. I'm like, oh, okay, this movie's going to be great because I already love you and I don't know who you are. And I've loved everything he's in. And he very much acts that way in this. Yeah. Well. He's very much the superior Chris of, of the, the pile of yeah, Chris's. Yeah. He really is. The binders of Chris. Um, and he's incredibly charming. Mm-hmm. So he's perfect as the lead, you know, role slash a bard yes what what is one of the other things i'll say about uh the honor among thieves movie is that a it this movie is just as effective if you've never played a single session of D, or even if you barely know the game beyond its cultural impact sure um if you are a fan of D, even a casual one again the movie works great it's it's a it's a it's a romp. It's an oceans movie. Like it's, it's a heist film where shit always goes wrong. So now they have to fix it. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. That went wrong. Now we got to fix it. Um, 
and there's no deep plot twist or turns in it. It's pretty straight in what it's trying to do. But if you are a D&D fan, it is littered with little Easter eggs, even characters in the background doing little things <laughs> that you're like, oh, okay. Um, they showed one of the scenes of this. So in the big arena fight, you see in the trailers, it's different adventuring parties. Well, one of them is the kids from the D&D cartoon. Yep. <laughs> so if you know the game really well and you stay for the credits, the other adventuring party, the one that does badly as they showed in the clips on TV, those are the pre-gens from the first starter set. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah, no, it's great. And the movie's littered with these little these little moments. Um, most of the like creatures that aren't like mimics and stuff. So there's a few dragonborn in this as like background characters or little NPCs. Mm-hmm. What I really appreciate is they're practical. They're suits with like animatronics. Oh, excellent. With their puppets. And they look great. They look fantastic. I love oh, a puppet. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, they're that's puppets. Real good. It's great. I'm so glad that like actual practical. Yeah. This is like catch um do a rewatch of Drag Me to Hell. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Mm. Thoughts. We'll do that later though. We don't have enough time for that. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's great. A, it's a lot of fun. Um I mean, if I had like one concern, it's that it's so fun and I know it's doing so well that I really don't, I, there's got to be a sequel. I can't imagine where there's not. I hope they're able to maintain this level. Like I heard a rumor of like, they're thinking about doing another D&D movie all about, uh, you know, Drist. And I'm like, I don't, I don't give me a movie about him. I don't I know don't, that I want to watch that. I don't want to watch I Emo. I don't want to watch Emo Drow with his Panthers. I just. I get it. Yeah, I, all of the references that he's talking about, like, oh, and you, you're going to notice this. And you're, I'm like, no, I wouldn't have wouldn't have caught any of that shit. You might I don't notice know, it. I don't know who half of those things were. There's there's a there's a part, there's an entire scene that involves the druid wild shaping that you're going to love, though. Oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. And I heard that it's, like, totally wrong for the rules, but who Whatever. gives a fuck because it looks cool. Who, yeah, this is for Also, the allegedly, they're going to change that rule. They are. They are. To, to, to keep up with what, or, you know, to, yeah. to reflect what is in the movie. I'm like, fuck yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. When I'm well, fucking wild shape, I want to fucking fly around, jump on my horse, and go back to my regular shape because don't hurt your horse. What they basically no. have said is that in D&D 1, which is basically going to be, it's totally backwards compatible, the five, so don't freak out. Mm-hmm. But thing that work on the Druid is like, a druid, like the way they're doing it now, is that if the player wants, they can focus on the fact that what their what their druid's all about is wild shaping, having fun, doing weird shit because they're because they can tap into any animal, and they're like, Hell yeah, they're like, if you want to be a druid that just casts nature spells, oh, 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 you can do that. But if you want to be the one that's like, all right, I'm gonna jump off this building, turn into a hawk, fly down close, we're gonna get a foot above the water, turn into a trout, I'm gonna go under the water, then I'm gonna swim across here. And then I'm going to get up as a snake and I'm going to slither in here and then I'm going to ride off as a horse. Like that scene in uh, The Sword in the Stone. Yeah. When uh, when the kid and Merlin are like just like running all over the backyard, whatever it is, right. <laughs> turning into everything. I want that. I want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my only worry is that, I mean, Hasbro and Paramount have like a hit on their hands. I mean, Super Mario Brothers might kind of knock it off this coming weekend because whether okay, whether sure. it's good or not, but it's the brand. Like that is a globally beloved. It just is. Like I love Mario games. Yeah. To this day, if I can get my hands on like a, a 
simulator mm-hmm. Mario one or two, I will play that shit. Right. Don't give a shit about this movie. I think it looks fun. I wish it didn't have Chris Pratt. You know. Anyway, I think Mario Brothers is gonna be number one when you play the box office game. D is doing just fine. Yep. It's probably gonna be fine. I and everyone in the movie is you can tell they're having you can always tell when an actor's not having a good time. Mm. They're having a good time. Even Hugh Grant, who during the interviews is not having a good time because he's a grumpy old British dude. The movie actually opens um, with the cast sitting there saying, thank you. Because all the Alderman's now is doing like, thank you for coming back to the theaters. This means a lot. We couldn't do this without you. So all the other actors are being, they're clearly reading from a card, but they're being like, thank you for doing this, coming out, da, da, da. And Hugh Grant's sitting there the whole time. He's literally not paying attention. <laughs> and then you clearly get to his part, the cue cards, and he goes, and now watch Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. That got one of the biggest laughs because we've all been that guy of like, do we really have to do this? But okay. Um, but I, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go get the Blu-ray when it comes out, mainly because there is a rumor. Well, this did happen. They played like a three-hour session of D&D. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was recorded. Oh. So there is apparent the rumor is that the session will be a Blu-ray extra. And I'm like, oh, I'm down for that. That's going to get so many views. Excellent. That's Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want to go see it in theaters before, uh, before too much more time passes. And then the one little quick little nerd thing that I will add on there. Um, I have never seen a greater representation of the feet tavern brawler than every fucking time Michelle Rodriguez fights. <laughs> she has her weapon, but any, she clearly has tra- uh, tavern brawler because that makes everything a weapon, even other people. <laughs> and it's, and it's wonderful. <laughs> That's great. Uh, go see it. It's a blast. It's great. And it has the chalkiest dragon you will ever see. He's a thick boy. I, I just realized that one of the cast members uh, I recognize from Shadow and Bone, which at some point when you all watch that, I want to talk about that one. Shadow. Is that a Netflix show? It is a Netflix show. Yeah. Based on a series of books. Mm. I haven't read the books. Are they YA books? Uh, she is uh, the Red Wizard. Yeah. Sophina. Yeah. Daisy Head. Um, yeah. Uh, Shadow, the, the main thing that Shadow and Bone has going for it is it's a lot of people of color. Yes. In all of the starring roles. Huh, okay. Yeah. But they don't make a big deal out of it? Yeah. No, no not, not really. really. No. Uh, so is the D&D movie. I mean, the cast is kind of diverse, but in the background, all colors, shapes, sizes that's fantastic and it's not a big fucking deal because it shouldn't it be. shouldn't be but that's also how they treat like the source material like there's a me- one of the characters is a member of the emerald conclave and it's not like if this was a, like a i feel like if you know forgotten realms you know the emerald conclave mm-hmm. but like i feel like in a lesser movie they would have been like oh the emerald conclave what is that and they would spend five minutes exhibition on that it's like oh yeah no it's the emerald conclave and they're getting fucked over because they're cutting down the forest. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I, I, I'm with you on, I don't, I don't want Drist because I don't, I don't want the drow. I don't want to deal with the problematic issues of the drow. Yes. I never understood other than racial and quasi religious issues. Why the why the one sub element of elves that were cast out from, 
uh, Lorianne, whatever her name is, like cast away under her gaze mm-hmm. and put underground. Like, why are they? Why Wolf. are they? Why are they black? Yep. Because if they if they're no longer exposed to the light of the of anything anymore, shouldn't they be like really kind of creepy and pale? Yeah. Why'd you make them black? That's weird. Like it, modern, everything else in Underdark is kind of creepy and pale. I do appreciate that modern interpretations are like, oh, by black we meant they they turned purple. It's like, oh, okay, okay, that was not what you originally did, right? And what you originally did was racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also no disrespect to the people who created Drist, but he's he's clearly a ripoff of Elric, mm-hmm. Michael Moore cooks Elric, mm-hmm. at least visually. He. Yes, he is. You know, if you want the movie, the moody movie about the long white haired person who's been cast out, whatever, then go make an Elric movie or just go watch Witcher. Yeah. That, <laughs> that too. Sorry. It's fine. Geralt has taken all of the I am a buff, moody person with magical powers and white hair. Yes. And did a better job. Yep. Uh, yeah, go see it. It's a ton of fun. I can't wait to see it again. It, cool. it made me happy. The entire, I, it's one of those things where I was smiling the whole time. That it was that moment of like, I can't believe I'm watching not only a D&D movie, but just a good, it, and that That's it's good, good, that it's D&D. good, yep. you know, that people that probably used to make fun of you for playing D&D are going to be like, okay, what, what's this D&D thing? This looks kind of good. <laughs> This is fun. Yeah, uh, I I want to interrupt with something that is completely uh, unrelated to what we're discussing right now. But uh, we are playing at my house right now, and uh, and Christian took a picture of us uh, at a perfectly timed to capture uh, Claymore has her butt in your face, Aaron. <laughs> oh, That's usually, yeah, I'm lovely. the only one who usually has to experience that during the show. But now, Aaron too. Uh, it's cat butt in face, yeah. virtually. So I, 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 I rambled on a bit, but I'm also dealing with stuff. I'm really hoping, I know we're still recording, but we've lost all chat. We've, we've oh, kind of lost everything. I thought we just stopped having friends. No, um, no, it's a full, like I lost, I had to log you guys back in for a split second. Weird. Um, uh, it's an uh, internet thing. Should we wrap early? We might have to. I'm sorry about the avatar thing. But this Save thing is acting time. weird, and I talked too much about DD. I mean, so did we. That's true. Um, and we're all excited for it. Yeah. No one's no one's mad at you. Okay. No, you're not being punished. Well, Cable, didn't you say something you had thoughts on? We can maybe hit it really quick. It was a movie, or is that deeper thoughts on something else? Deep thoughts. That's on Shadow and Bow. Which, oh, like okay. you said, you haven't watched yet. Yeah, yeah. We, we should pin that until uh, like, some of us have watched any of it. Shadow and Bone just started its second season. Um, the uh, there's uh, there's the A plot and the B plot of the entire thing. Um, it's magical. It's a world that has magic. <laughs> it's like feels very somewhere between fantasy and steampunk in its technology levels and fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 the books that it's based on, it seems to be a very well thought out universe, but the B plot is the one that I end up liking the most mm-hmm. because it follows a band of uh, characters that are criminals. <laughs> um, if you've ever wondered what the, the game of uh, 
It's an RPG called uh, Blades in the Dark. Oh, yes, we are. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's been described to me <laughs> as, it's like D&D, only your entire party is rogues. Uh, yeah, basically. Sold. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. a gang. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is this, the the c- group of characters in the B-plot, that's what that is. All right, let's go. And they are, oh, I love them. I love them so much. Um, their storyline in the second season is even better than the one that they had in the first. Well, why didn't you mention this earlier? Yeah. That could have been us, but you were playing. Yeah. Did you just do that that could have been us, but you were? Yeah. Yeah. She did. Yeah. I 100% (laughs) did. I do it all the time. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, Yeah. And like it, it has the the cunning gang leader it has the gunfighter it has the stealthy assassin it has the um the explosive man or yeah explosive demolitions tech it has the uh uh the confidence uh, (laughs) man or woman in this particular case and they're about to free up the muscle and it's (laughs) like i love everything about it and they're all fucking gorgeous like I watched a, a video of the actors reading thirst tweets about all of their characters <laughs> and they're like, no, you're, you're all right. And I like the fact that all of the actors seem to have, have also read all of the books because so two like of really the, in tune with the characters. Yeah. Two of the actors played out a scene from the books that wasn't scripted in the show. Oh, wow. It was like, Oh, do you remember that scene with it? Yeah. Yeah. Was, like we should tell them, no, we should do it. Do it real quick, and they get into character, do the scene, and then cut back out. It's like, oh, that was really good. Wow, I'm gonna like, check it out. Um, no, it's all it's all positives, no cons here. Yeah, I mean, it's very thirst, standard thirst trap, for the, thirst trap team of rogues. Oh yeah, who know so, the material? And, and, and everyone is, um, not everyone. The, there is a high percentage of folks that are very queer. <laughs> That's fine too. And it's like, oh, okay, great. No, nobody cares. Like it, 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 yeah. It just is. It just is. Right. You'll see that in the background of D and D. You'll see couples that are clearly queer couples. Just fantastic. Not to say like it's a throwaway. They're just like, no, this is the world because that's how D and D is. Yep. I mean, maybe it's not for me to say uh, because I'm not queer, but I think it. I think it's better when you don't draw attention to it. Like you're right. not like, look, we did it. We like, we need you to know that we did the thing. Like just, just do the fucking and, thing. And shit. yeah. And also like for certain people that are like, why I don't need no like woke identity poly, whatever. I got bad news for you. If you like role-playing games, uh, guess what group basically saved role-playing games? The gays. <laughs> yeah. The queer folks like kept the game because they could and, be themselves and it was safe. Yep. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, that's the truth. That's why there's so much of role playing games that skew that direction because that's the mm-hmm. that's the that's, market. Yeah. yeah, because that's how people figure out who they are. Yep, and played that in a an environment where they could do that. Oh yeah. man, see and now then, now I really wish I'd been playing when I was younger. Okay. Because yeah. it took me too long to know who I am. Oh, okay, that's good. That's yeah. fair. M- maybe I still don't know. Yeah. Maybe you don't. It's it's very, uh, it's very possible. Kind of related to thirst traps, really quick. <laughs> there's enough. There's a smaller ad campaign that that Paramount's doing with the Honor Among Thieves movie. They're like, <laughs> there's something like they're like it has all of the action, and then it cuts to like Chris Pine doing something sexy in the movie in slow motion. It's like yeah. 
You're here for the action. And then it's like the magic. And then it cuts to, I forgot the guy who plays the paladin doing something like walking in slow motion. And they're like, that's exactly why you've come, isn't it? The magic. The magic. You'll see them both like look, I like the scenes from the movie, they're like in slow motion and it's all like, you know? and like whoever's done the marketing for this movie too has done a really good job. Um, the only aspect they of have movie... kept it like at the forefront oh, of yeah. everyone's screens for weeks, and I haven't skipped those ads. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's good. The only thing that has been awful about the D and D movie is um, AMC and Cinemark's fault. Mm. All the really cool popcorn containers, they did not put a limit on how many could buy, which is why the D twenty popcorn container is going for 120 bucks on eBay it's and baby the Dragon all over again. Yeah. Boo. So I ain't buying one of those. I'd have I'd have spent like the twenty five bucks at the theater, and I would have bought sure, one. yeah, like one hundred percent. I would have bought one, but I'm not. Apparently, on preview nights, they all sold out. Right. Well, I think that was a particular yeah. theater, but the point is, like, get your shit together, man. Yeah, that's that's also, AMC. They're so hard up for cash right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Sorry, uh, we couldn't get the Avatar. Part of saying Amber too much, and part of it, I'm not. Sure, we're going to keep our connection. Uh, no, I had reports back that there was no there was no cut in the feed. So okay, nice for you know for what. So the, we're having worth. the problems that the internet is not having the problems. Good. Yes. Well, on I, my I, my restream side, it's saying connection issues. All connection of my issues. tabs were like just spinning wheels mm-hmm. at the same time that you thought we might have lost our feed. Yeah. So it's it's us here less so. But we're at than... like an hour twenty right now. So. Okay. Yeah, well, we're I mean, fine. it is time it's to go. Fine. Um, Next week, I don't want to say for sure we're going to have guests. I'm 80% sure we're going to have guests. Great. I, <laughs> I was going to I was going to joke like if you say it then they have to, but okay. I don't I don't want to like true. No, 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 I don't want to upset anybody. No, I'll say so we are hopefully next week going to have on uh Greg Rucka, Mike Henderson and Eric Troutman, the three co-creators of the Comic Forged. Woo! Um which think, is in stores now. Uh, no, it's sold out. Second, which printing, was in stores. Which was in stores. <laughs> I do think next week issue two and the re- and second printing of issue one drop. So it'll be good timing. So, uh, so, so get your issues when they drop, and then you can hear all about it from the creators themselves. That's mm-hmm. right. Just, uh, just like on TV. Oh. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just it's, like on I'm getting I'm getting loopy. It was, yeah, it didn't even make sense. How can just, be? Let's just go home. Uh, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Beta Rita. And I'm Cable Hashitani. And we will talk to everybody next week. Bye, nerds. <laughs>